and good afternoon. It is time for our Lunch and Learn. Now, this is kind of a bombshell report because um, I've not seen this data before and even though as a holistic practitioner I am not a fan of fluoride in our water and I'm not a fan of fluoride on our teeth or in our toothpaste or anything like that, this particular report has been um, well, let me just let me look at my timeline here because I don't want to be sounding like Charlie Brown's teacher, but at the same time, I want to give you everything. This report was written in 2015. It was not released to the United States until just this year. Okay, so from 2015 to 2023, this report has gone uh, under a lot of revisions and edits and five peer reviews. They've made all the changes that the peer reviews wanted to make, and still the government did not want this information out. It is out now. It was published March of this year, March uh, the 15th, 2023. So it is about fluoride. It is about fluoride in our water. So uh, it's a very long article. I read the whole article, but I do not want to sound like Charlie Brown's teacher, so I'm going to try and frame it up for you so that you can hear the, you know, magnanimity of this um, research. I mean, it's just crazy, crazy. So, this is the official position on fluoride in our water from this uh, website is chemicalsafetyfacts.org. And it says, according to the CDC, the safety and benefits of fluoride are well documented. For more than 70 years, people in the United States have benefited from drinking water with added fluoride, leading to better dental health. Community fluoride, uh, water fluoridation has also been endorsed by many public health, medical, and dental associations, including the American Dental Association, the American Academy of Pediatrics, U.S. Public Health Service, and the World Health Organization. So you would think that with all of these people recommending fluoride that they would have done human studies. And guess what? Zero. Zero human studies. And so the article shows, I'm going to tell you what the article shows, and then we're going to see what this fluoride is really all about. Okay? So there is a part of the environmental working, uh, the government, the government. Let me get my let me get my facts straight. Okay, it is called the to National Toxicology Program. Okay, the National Toxicology Program is part of the NIH. It's part of our government uh, policy on public health. Okay, so the National Toxicology Program review on fluoride looked at data for more than 500 studies on fluoride exposure and neurotoxicity that included more than 150 human studies as well as non-human mammal and vitro studies. All right. Out of those studies reviewed, 29 of the human studies were rated high quality and the report included the meta-analysis of more than 50 studies on fluoride exposure and children's IQ. In other words, the more fluoride children are exposed to, the lower their IQ. The estimated drop based on the range of studies is estimated to be 7 
IQ points. Now, you don't really think that seven IQ points is all that much, okay? However, there's a broad spectrum of IQ points. I think it can go as low as 50 and as high as like 160, maybe even a little bit higher than that. I didn't really look too closely at that. But if you have a drop of seven points across the spectrum, this is what you're going to find, okay? Even though a drop of seven IQ points does not seem like a big deal, it has detrimental effects on the population as a whole, explained by Christine Till, who is a clinical neuropsychologist and an adjunct scientist at the Neuroscience Mental Health Program at Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto. All right. And she did this in a May presentation this year, all right, on studies of fluoride as part of Health Canada's maternal infant research on environmental chemicals and research platform. She stressed that just five point decrease in the population IQ would increase the number of people classified as intellectually disabled to 9.5 million from the estimated 6 million that it is today. So 6 million is a lot, but if you move from 6 million to 9 point, uh, 5 million, that's a whole lot more uh, of the population that just is not going to be able to function in our society. So that makes it more of a burden on society. And I don't mean that in an ugly way, but there's more social services, there's more dollars, there's more care caregivers, there's more support that these, these people need with just that small amount of a drop of an IQ point, all right? Um, this means that the people today that are termed gifted and talented, right? We all know that we have our little babies at school and when they get in the gifted and talented program, we're all really excited about that, right? So what that means for, for them is that the number of people considered gifted would drop to 2.4 million as opposed to the 6 million that it is today. That is a huge, huge drop. To understand the significance of that cost, it helps to consider the, F, the effects of it at scale, all right? In May 2021, a review published in the journal Children, it was titled Cognitive Outcomes on Economic Evaluations from a Social Perspective, a review, all right? Um, it says uh, it is the cognitive outcomes of the economic evaluation from a societal perspective, a review, okay, I said that, estimates that the implied lifetime monetary valuation of IQ points in the United States to be between $10,600 and $13,100. In other words, if 100 million people lost five IQ points, that would amount to 5.3 trillion to 5.55 trillion in total lost income. That's a lot of income that we would lose as a country, all right, just because we had a loss of um, IQ points. And it's only just seven IQ points. So this is really, really significant for you, for me, for our grandchildren, and all that kind of thing. So 
what is the big deal about fluoride? People will tell you, well, fluoride's no big deal. It's found naturally in the earth, blah, 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 blah. And it's in our fruits, it's in our vegetables. And, and yes, they're right. But that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is the chemical, all right, and the chemical that is added to our water actually is toxic waste from fertilizer plants, right? So nobody told you that when they asked you if it was okay to uh, paint your child's teeth at the dentist, and nobody told you that when they told you that they were going to fluoridate your water. So we're going to talk a little bit about the nasty science about that, okay? So fluoride that we put in our water, all right, is it is and I'm gonna just mess up all these big long words, okay? Fluorosilicic acid, which is composed of tetrafluorosilicate gas, another species of fluorine gas is captured in pollution scrubbers and concentrated to a 23% solution during wet process phosphate fertilizer manufacture. All right. Generally, the acid is stored outside in cooling ponds before being shipped to U.S. cities to artificially fluoridate drinking water. Now, why do they have to put this in cooling ponds? Because it is a neurotoxin and it will burn you and it will kill you, so they have to let it off gas into the environment, which reminds me of a report that I read about the French fries at the Golden Arches, all right? Those french fries happen to be my absolute favorite french fries, but I haven't had them in quite a few years, and I'll tell you why. They have these potatoes, that they're very large potatoes because I like their fries to be nice and long, right? And so these potatoes are very, very fragile, and they bruise, and they didn't want to have any blemishes on their fries. And so they take these potatoes, and they put them in a... I'm going to say a hanger, and they might not call it that, but I'm going to say they put it in a hanger, and they treat them with this chemical. I don't remember the name of the chemical, but the people that are treating these potatoes have to wear hazmat suits to treat these potatoes, and then the potatoes have to stay in a hanger for 10 days to off-gas that chemical before they can be touched by humans to be processed into the fries that I so love, okay? Now, I don't eat them anymore since I read that report. I don't do that. I did the report last week on Propel. Not drinking Propel anymore because my body is too important, my mental health is too important, just not going to do it. And so why would we take toxic gas from wet uh, fertilizer production and why would we put that in our water to fluoridate us? Well, I'm going to tell you why because it solved a problem. It created a problem, but we didn't know about it, but it also solved a problem. So, the fluoridated, fluoridating drinking water with recovered pollution is a cost-effective means of disposing of toxic waste. Now, toxic waste is toxic waste, right? You can't pretty toxic waste. I mean, I'm just saying. If it's nasty in this form, it's going to be nasty in this form. And just because you dress it up and put a bow on it, I'm not buying it. I'm just not buying it, so I'm telling you that. Uh, the, the fluorosilic acid would otherwise, otherwise be classified as a hazardous toxic waste on the Superfund priorities list of toxic substances that pose the most significant risk to human health and the greatest potential life.
manufacturers. The phosphate fertilizer manufacturing and mining are not environmentally friendly operations. All right, the, most of these fertilizers are made in Florida. Now, in the area where these uh, processing plants are, the human people that live in the vicinity, they have double the incidence of lung cancer and leukemia. So just being in the vicinity with all this toxic waste in the air is not helpful and all and these people that live in this area have two times greater incidence of these cancers than people um, elsewhere in the United States. During the late 1960s, the fluorine emissions were damaging crops, killing fish, causing crippling skeletal fluorosis in livestock and it also happens in humans as well all right so in the 1960s this great uh, environmental protection agency chemist decided oh i'm going to take this this toxic runoff water and i'm going to uh, process it in a way that we can add it to the drinking water and then we will get fluoride into the population and um, we're going we're gonna to win on this side and win on this side, okay? This water contains 19% fluorine, all right? It is a scrubber liquid, right? It's easy to uh, use and it's soluble, which the uh, fluoride that they used before was made from aluminum manufacturing and it was much more expensive. So they're able to use this runoff water from the fertilizer plant that is highly toxic, put it in our drinking water, and we are taking this in. So what this uh, National Toxicology Program, what they discovered is that the fluorine in our drinking water, right, they say fluoride, and they do tell you fluorine and fluoride is not the same, and they are right. However, 19% of what is in the fluoride um, treatment for your water is fluorine, okay? It is a neurotoxic chemical. It dumbs you down, okay? Now, conspiracy theorists out there would say, oh, well, that is the whole point and that is why they do that. Well, I'm not talking about that because I don't know that, all right? I tend to think that people are nice. I tend to think that people want the best for humanity. That's what I tend to think and that's what I tend to believe. However, this uh, report was written in 2015 and the government has sat on it and squashed it for eight years. Why is that? I don't know, okay? The only other time that happened was when they wanted to ban asbestos. Now, how many of us think that asbestos is a good thing to have? No, we know it's not a good thing because why? You get asbestosis in your lungs, which leads to lung cancer. But we're going to go back to that in a moment, all right? Um, with the help of the EPA, this acid was transformed from a concentrated water toxic and waste liability to a proven, proven uh, calorie fighter. Now, when they did this, the EPA and the U.S. Public Health Services waived all testing procedures no testing. There was no testing. What does this do to humans? What does this do to our bodies? Zero. Zero testing. All right. And with the help of the American Dental Association, it encouraged the cities to add the radioactive concentrate into America's drinking water as an improved form of fluoride. Now, 
What you might not know is I have been doing a thyroid boot camp clinic, right? And so we know that the thyroid is here and any kind of radioactive material hurts the thyroid. So here we are putting this radioactive material in our water supply. Is there any reason why 80% of females in the United States have undiagnosed thyroid disorder? Yeah, it's a no-brainer. It's an absolute no-brainer, all right? The product is not fluorine or fluoride as proponents state. It is a pollution concentrate. Fluorine is only one captured pollutant comprising 19% of the total product. By 1983, the official EPA policy was expressed by EPA Officer of Water Deputy Administrator Rebecca Hammer as follows. In regard to the use of fluorocytic acid as a source of fluorine, fluoride for fluoridation, this agency regards its use as an ideal environmental solution with, long with a long-standing problem. By recovering byproduct fluorosilic acid from fertilizer manufacturing, water and air pollution are minimized and water utilities have a low-cost source of fluoride available to them. In promoting the use of pollution concentrate as a fluoridation agent, the ADA Federal agencies and manufacturers failed to mention that it was radioactive. Whenever uranium is found in nature as a component of a mineral, a host of other radionucleotides are always found in the mineral in various stages of decay. Uranium and all of its decay rate products are found in phosphate rock, fluor fluorosilicic acid and phosphate fertilizer. So, as you're getting this runoff water from the fertilizer plant, you're getting that radioactive chemical into our water supply. All right? Not only that, there's more good news. Not only that, it has arsenic, cadmium, mercury, lead, sulfates, iron, and phosphorus, not to mention the other radionucleosides. So what does that mean? That means as human beings, we are a waste dump for heavy metals, and we are getting it on purpose in our water. This is why we don't drink tap water. This is why we do, hopefully, we do spring water or we do reverse osmosis water, or at the very, very least, we buy one of those pitchers that has a filter in it, we plug a filter into our refrigerator, we have a filter on our water faucet at home so that we are at least filtering out some of these things. We want to make sure that we filter out chlorine, we want to make sure that we filter out the fluoride because as was seen in this report, it is a neurotoxic seven IQ points on average people are losing, okay? So I just want to uh, finish this up by going through the timeline with you so that you can do your own research on this, okay? I mean, seriously, you can do your own. It's not that hard to find. So in 2015, okay, 2015, a meeting of the National Toxicology uh, Program Board of Directors reveals a program is being developed to review the potential neurotoxicity of fluoride. In 2016, 
it publishes its first report on fluoride entitled Systemic Literature Review on the Effects of Fluoride on Learning and Memory in Animal Studies. In September 2019, the NTP published releases a draft of its second report on fluoride titled Systemic Review of Fluoride Exposure and Neurodevelopmental and Cognitive Health Effects. The review looked at both animal and human studies but focused more on the human studies. In 2019 to March 2020, the second report draft is peer-reviewed by the Nat National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine, NASEM. In September of 2020, they, the NTP incorporates NASEM's suggestion from the peer review and it released its revised report. In September 2020 through February 2021, a second peer review uh, is conducted by the NASEM and it was revised and on the revised 2020 report. July 2021 to July 2022, the report is reviewed by various Department of Health and Human Services entities. In November 2021, the NTP incorporates the NASEM's comments from the second round of peer review process, and then it completes another peer review in 2021. In 2021, uh, sorry, January 2022, the NTP states, pending general reviewer agreement with our documents, we are anticipating the public availability of the revised final state report by the end of March. That was March 2022. In May 2022, the NTP incorporates all the comments from all five external peer reviews and completes the finalized copy of the report that it decided to publicly release in May, May the 18th, 2022. June 2022, government officials decide to put the report on hold according to emails obtained via the Freedom of Information Act. October 2022 to May 2023, another review is done by an undisclosed working group set by the NTP's board to adjudicate the 325 comments and criticisms on the report we've received from external peer review and federal agency experts. March the 15th, 2023, after months of legal motions, subpoenas, extensive negotiations, and a court order, the National Institute for Environmental Health Sciences publicly released the NTP's final report that was intended to be published in May 2022. The final report included a September 2022 markup working draft with reviewers' comments and the NTP authors' responses with their names redacted. All right? Lots of secrecy going on here. So the last time this happened, as I said, was with asbestos. Now, there is a, um, where's that, uh, if, I, if I try to remember, I'm going to get it all wrong. But it is a, a dental toxicology group. I'm trying to remember uh, here you go, Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology. So that is a real group. They have dentists that are called biologic dentists, and they work 
with you to make sure that you get all of the dental toxicity out of your mouth, whether it's fluoride, whether it's those amalgam fillings, whether it's root canals, whatever it is. My dentist is certified by those people, okay? They're good people. I love those people. This dentist is from that group. Dr. Jack Call, K-A-L-L, noted that the last time major delays like this were witnessed in the process of an NTP review was with the now highly regulated cancer-causing substance asbestos. However, the delays have been much more, uh, it's much worse with the NTP report on fluoride. Similarly to the chemical fluoride additive, asbestos is big business in the United States. Despite the known health hazards documented as early as 1898, a 2023 asbestos global market report says that global asbestos market size grew from 950 million in 2022 to 1.01 billion in 2023. So 950 million in 2022 to 1.01 billion in 2023 and is expected to grow to 1.53 billion by 2027. More than 60 countries have banned asbestos, but the United States has only partially banned it. In 2020, the EPA found an unreasonable risk to human health and has proposed to ban it under the Toxic Substances Control Act, but it has not yet done so, okay? The 2022 market size of fluoride, which has the chemical fluoride additive most used in 25% of U.S. public water supply, was 1.1 billion and is expected to grow to 1.57 billion by 2023 per a reports and data press release. So as you can see, this is big, big money. What is the government, why is the government so invested at keeping this report squashed when really as human beings, one of our rights is to have good, clean drinking water? Right? And we think we do have good, clean drinking water because we have water treatment plants and da-da-da and all things. We don't have to go down to the river and get it and purify it through linen or whatever they do, right? No, we don't have to do that. What do we do? We put radioactive treatment in our water. So this is why we need full home water treatment filters. I know they're expensive, but your health is worth it. Your kids' health are worth it. At the very least, make sure that we get the uh, filter for our water. All right, so how can we get this out? There is a website called findaspring.com. This is where you can find legal, locally sourced springs without the additional use of fluoride. You can do reverse osmosis systems with a fluoride filter, a simple solution for detoxing 99.9% of the chemicals placed in water. That is my favorite um, water treatment is the um, reverse osmosis. And then buy fluoride-free toothpaste, buy fluoride-free uh, mouthwash, and skip the fluoride treatments at the um, dentist office. You can avoid canned goods, because canned goods have fluoride in them. Avoid rock salt, 
tea products and bottled drinking water with added fluoride. So there is a book on uh, this topic called Toxic Torts, T-O-R-T-S, Toxic Torts by Gary O. Pittman. So that's a lot of information. Now, people, this article was two full newspaper pages. Didn't have time to go all through that in the 30 minutes that I have to give you. Tried to condense it, tried to shorten it. So if you have any kind of questions, if something wasn't clear, reach out and I'll give you that information. Uh, thank you for joining. Thank you for liking, sharing, commenting, all the things. Okay, because that just helps our algorithm go higher and Facebook thinks that we're providing good value, which we do want to provide good value for you. If there's anything specific you'd like us to talk about, let me know and I will get that uh, on the research team, which it's me. I'm the research team. All right. So I love you guys. It is the weekend. It is Father's Day weekend. Happy Father's Day to all the wonderful men out there. And... Um, just we love you, we care about you, and we just appreciate all you do for all the families that you serve. It's a good weekend. Take care of your dads. All right? Be good to yourself, and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me.